Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome back to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have a chance, head down into the show notes. I'm going to include all of the links that we'll be talking about today um, to the apps, to the website, different things that we're going to talk about. But first, I'd like to thank you fellowship ring bearers (laughs) for helping us bring the uh, watch hours and the uh, subscribers on YouTube uh, up to Mount Doom. And we have now been thrown into the uh, money burning furnace of YouTube. Right. We're going to start earning hundreds of pennies. Yeah, we're we, we so saw, excited. We saw our chart. It was hundreds of a penny. So it was wonderful. Thank you guys so much for letting us uh, get across that threshold. It was a, it was a kind of a, when we first started doing the YouTube thing, we didn't know what we were going to kind of do with it. We were just throwing the yeah. podcast up there and it has really turned into you know, a little thing for us. And so we're, yeah, it's been fun. we're, we're excited. We're, well, thank you guys who listen on YouTube. We, we see you, we see the numbers, we see your comments. We, we really appreciate that. And thank you guys for mm-hmm. watching our videos on YouTube and that we put out as well. And we're going to continue to put out more. We're going to record some tomorrow night and, yeah, and, yeah. and start putting stuff up for the ancient histories. So we appreciate you guys for that and all the support you guys have given us. So we know we're in the doldrums of summer and you guys are out do, busy doing things and you're, you know, listening to our podcast late night, you know, when the sun is up late and you guys are out walking and stuff, maybe you listen to the podcast. So we appreciate it so much. So today we're going to talk a little bit about assessment. Assessment is a big thing. Now that we have kind of gotten out of our early learning years with the preschoolers and the kindergartners, and we now have this kind of just finished first grader, and now we're thinking about second and third grade, and our, our horizon is starting to see more rigor. And we've talked a little bit about that on uh, last couple episodes is we're starting to think about, you know, an independent learner, um, thinking Mm -hmm. about a child who is now starting to learn things and starting to be expected to remember things and not just being experiencing, you know, like fun, like around the world journey stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's some expectations now. And what comes with the expectations is the validate what you've learned. And, you know, that's the biggest, the biggest thing that we always remember is like, you're in school, you're taught something, and then they have to validate that you actually have it in your brain. Having our children learn things and remember things is a, is a thing going forward. And so talking a little bit about assessment, we ran into kind of a quasi-assessment issue this year. Yeah, we did. Our uh, assessments are part of, uh, in Washington State, something we yeah. have to do every year. And our school used the iReady assessments. Yep. And I think we talked about it a little bit on the podcast before. Um, it was an assessment system that they used. It was voluntary, but you know, we're all about like, you know, supporting our, our parent partnership and helping them get more funding and things. So we said, okay, we'll do it. And our problem was, is that it was an adaptive assessment. So it starts below grade. And as your child gets answers, correct, it goes on grade and then it just keeps going. And there was no like cutoff. It didn't just go one grade up. It just kept going. And so our child was in tears while her friend uh, down the street was also in tears doing this at the same time while our child went all the way to middle school math and then 
couldn't get anything right. Of course, it was middle school math and was, uh, you know, having a really hard time. Her friend, also first grade, ends up getting into Longfellow's Paul Revere's Ride through mm-hmm. answering a couple of questions that were she didn't know the answer to and she guessed correctly. And it all did. of a sudden, like, yeah. ramped her up. And then... They didn't one, have an I don't know option in the right, questions. Which is, I, I mean, I think it's unconscionable. You got to have an I don't know. And... One of the problems is once it got to this new level, even if you kept getting things wrong, it stayed there for a bit. So the kids really took a hit to their confidence. And yeah, so it's right. one of the things that we we realize like, mm, this isn't a good assessment system. And an adaptive test like this might be really great for older students who can understand the concept, but it wasn't really great for our young learner. No. So we wanted to find something that wasn't adaptive. Um, and it was also tough because they're, you know, they're emerging readers and for them, reading text on a screen that's a test in and of itself yeah i know just being able to do that and then also then having questions about it and it wasn't a short text it was multiple pages of text yeah it was a long process and it's a difficult thing for them right now and we were dnfs man we didn't finish it our friends didn't finish it we dnf'd it we were like uh, no not good yeah uh wasn't the right thing for us um so Assessments is a big part of every year. You may have a state requirement that you need to Mm -hmm. do an assessment. You may just want to do an assessment so that you know where your child is at. Uh, There's various ways to do that. You can, you know, get your own, you know, ending test, right? You can take, a, you know, each curriculum, for example, Math Mammoth, which we're going to talk about this week, um, that has various chapter tests. And then there is a final test. Mm-hmm. You can use that final test as your assessment. Um, in our state, we have to do an assessment and we need to, we, we, we need to be, the results need to be shared with us, but we don't need to share them with the state. Yeah. Because we're in a parent partnership, we're outside of those rules, so we don't really have to do it that way. But typically, an assess- assessment can be something that you perform, mm-hmm. um, unless your state doesn't allow that. Uh, otherwise, if it's something you need someone else to perform, there are online assessments that you can just purchase. Uh, you can go into testing centers in different states, and you can look up local ways to do assessments. Um, you can meet with a certified teacher at a tutoring center or other location. Uh, with your school district uh, and you can meet with them and have them assess your child. There's there's multiple ways to go about the assessment. I think that the important thing is figure out what your goal is with the assessment. Yeah. Are you just trying to check the box for the state or are you really trying to get at the core of like, I think there's a learning problem with XYZ, right? With our daughter, we felt that there was a reading. Maybe she was struggling with reading. We actually didn't know because this we assessment was yeah. terrible. Uh, so we wanted, we ended up seeking out a teacher at our parent partnership and asking for an in-person reading assessment. And, and they do that. They do that as a kind of a, a free service to parents who right. request it. Exactly. I, I believe they do it with math as well. We just, we didn't ask about yeah, math. We just but, don't need it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that was one thing we could go after. And you can go after a similar type of assessment. So you have to know what your state requires. This is all about your own state standards. And then if you need to get, you know, an official, I'm using air quotes, um, type of assessment, you can look for various services online and in person that you can look to, to get that done. And your local, um, whatever your state is, homeschooling organization, like our Washington homeschool organization, they're great about providing info on where to find an assessment. So Mm -hmm. if it's something that you're looking for to fulfill a state requirement, they are super helpful. Um, And if it's something you're looking for just to fulfill your own uh, questions about your learner's progress in a certain subject matter, then you can either take final curriculum tests or find other free uh, free assessments online and use those. So the thing that we decided to do after this horrible assessment situation, uh, we wanted our daughter to kind of get used to taking online assessments because next year yeah. 
she'll be old enough. She'll actually start taking the real state test, I believe, or maybe it's third grade. Anyway, we wanted her to feel like, you know, start understanding what it was going to be like to sit down and take a test that's not given by mom or dad. Um, and so we grabbed IXL. Exactly. And and going back to like your point before we get into the IXL, another element of it is, you know, you, we have the requirements from the state or, or your school district or, you know, whatever you may have. Another element of it too is I want to know how you know, if my child is, you know, at the grade level mm-hmm. and we know grade level doesn't matter as much in homeschooling, but it does matter because if, you know, you're thinking about maybe going back to school, you know, re- the regular schools are going back into a private school system. If homeschooling is temporary for you, you may want to under, you know, is my child at grade level? You want to be mm-hmm. answering those questions. For me, what I was looking more for is I just wanted to know if also on my side of it, am I teaching her the right things? Is she retaining the right information? Am I doing a good enough job in helping to answer the, you know, am I doing enough type of thing? Yeah, I, I would yeah. kind that, of... That's kind of how where I'm coming from. I would it. question the, you know, are you teaching the right quote unquote right. information? I think that's really subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly wouldn't want parents to get bogged down and thinking that these assessments yeah. have all the answers because no. they certainly do not. Um, I think, you know, we, we interviewed an unschooling dad last year and he said, if I teach my kids to read, yeah, like, and they're, they love reading. Like, I feel like that was, that's his biggest thing. Like for him, yeah. that was all he needed for his family because he felt like from there they can learn anything if they're really strong readers and mm-hmm. like to read. And so, you know, your family may have a different litmus test, exactly. but definitely, be cautious about, you know, um, well, you know taking what? the test yeah. too seriously. Because here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm going to go on my soapbox, my little tiny shoebox soapbox <laughs> for like one minute. Uh, public schools teach to standardize tests every day. That's all they do, yeah. right? I mean, I'm being super cynical here, but hear me out. Yeah. Most of where they get their funding is based on standardized test scores. So they work extremely hard every year to teach those students for that test. Mm-hmm. And yet we still have students who are not able to read in high school, who are dropping out, who are failing, who are several grades below in math. So just because they've been taught to to the test and to pass the test mm-hmm. certainly is not any kind of gold standard about, hey, they're doing great as far as their actual learning and retained knowledge goes. So that's my mini soapbox to just take these assessments with a little grain of salt. And if you feel like something's not right, maybe look into a different assessment or you know look yeah. deeper into it because um, these are just made by folks and they, your, your child may be, not be a great test taker or mm-hmm. the test itself may be greatly flawed like the ones that our children took. Uh, so be real cautious with getting too wrapped up in the assessment. I, I agree. I'm always like kind of wondering like, you know, I was always asking the question, if my daughter's ahead of her grade level, I'm fine. You know, it's like I, I, I'm doing enough. She's ahead of grade level. That means she's learning more than what she needs to know. And I'm doing by someone's standard, by somebody's standard, you know, at the base, you know, the median standard, which is the public education system, common core. What does a first grader need to know type of standard? Right. Um, I know she's ahead in math, so I'm not worried about that. I haven't even I don't sweat bullets on that one. Reading was the one I, I kind of wanted to know where she was like, I'm, you know, towards the end of all about reading level two. What is that? What does that equate to grade level? We didn't really know. And mm-hmm. we went into our parent partnership where they have this kind of take-home curriculum and on the wall they have this great you know what your child should know by the grade level and i was looking at the math one i'm like wow this is awesome 
this is amazing. It's so clear. It's so clear. And then I'm like, and, I, and I'm looking around. I'm like, what? Where's the reading one? And I ask him, I go, where's the reading one? He goes, oh, there's no reading one. Oh, yeah. It's so subjective. It's so subjective. We looked at the common yeah. core standards for reading and we were like, huh? Yeah. I mean, they're just not. The math is so black and white. It's like, can you do place value? Can you add these? Are you are you carrying? Yeah. Are you borrowing for subtraction? Are you doing decimal places? Are you starting to do fractions? Do you know the geometries? And it's like, oh, that's so easy. I can just check off what she mm-hmm. knows. They did not have a corresponding chart for reading. It was not nope. it was not intuitive there. And that that started getting me thinking like almost four or five months ago, I went, wow. How do I know where she is? How do I know if she's doing well right. enough? And, and you can certainly do assessments with like all about reading has assessments before yeah. each level. So you could do that. Um, you know, you can go through other curricula that has tests and kind of yeah. take those tests or you can find a, a program for us. We had heard about IXL and we thought, yeah. you know, let's try this. This will give us a way to do some teaching and some assessment and we can really track her progress. Yeah. And maybe it'll give us a, a better sense because we just really felt like reading was this nebulous thing. It is. Which it, I think it is a really nebulous it, it, thing. It's a black box. Like you, you don't know what you're looking at and you don't know what you're getting out. And those leveled readers are such a joke because yeah. they're like, oh, this is a level one. And you see words in there. They're like, There's, this is not, you cannot phonetically <laughs> figure this she, out. She hasn't learned that, that, you know, letter combo in all about reading yet or that. Right. And this pairing. is supposed yeah. to be the lowest yeah. level of leveled readers. Those are, those are so frustrating and yeah, maddening. Are. Um, but we thought, you know, let's give this a try. And we've, we've had some really good success with it. So, so tell, tell them all about IXL. So we went ahead and chose IXL. We're, we're not paid. There's no, no ad or anything. This is just us using it. We get nothing. We get nothing. We get nothing. We get nothing and you pay for it. Yeah. Um, No, we're, we're, uh, (laughs) we're unbiased reviewers. (laughs) So one of the things is that I liked about IXL right out the bat is that it covers uh, K through 12. Um, and I wanted that because I wanted to be able to select the grade. And because grade level was the important defining factor. And I said, okay, great. I'll be able to select first grade, second grade, third grade. They didn't, they didn't, they don't keep you to just one grade. So if you have a first grader who's reading at a third grade level and you have a first grade math level, you're not paying separate. They allow you to just choose the, you know, the discipline Mm -hmm. and then choose the grade level that you want to test at. So they don't make you pay for the grade level. It's dynamic. It's all you can eat type of type of stuff. So I like I like that element of it. And and we did not do the math section of this because I know she's ahead in math. Yeah, so we did, we've previewed it though, so we can talk about it. And we we have this on a tablet for yeah. our daughter. That's the primary method that we're using. So for this it. yeah. So it does K through twelve. That was awesome. It covers English language arts, uh, math, science, social studies, and Spanish. So if you're out there thinking, oh, I'd like to add some you know science or you know Spanish or some social studies stuff. These are options as well to do kind of an online option there. So I, I like that, but we didn't actually review the science or the social studies. We stayed mainly with yeah. the math and the English language And is arts. it teaching and assessing? It is. And yeah. it basically, way IXL does is they, they basically have these high-level um, themes. Um, and within the themes, there's modules. And so a theme could be like, for example, um, you know, consonants and vowels. And within that, there are two modules that you can do, like sort consonants by vowels and find the vowel in a word. And so these are activities that you can do um, where they ask you a bunch of questions. And then in each level, like for example, the reading level for the first grade has, I mean, I think it's almost 30 or 40 themes. And underneath them has a varying number of modules. Some have two, some have three, some have like eight or nine or 10 modules based on the concept that they're trying to teach. 
And then at the end, they have a bunch of reading comprehension um, options. And so as you move through, you can kind of go top to bottom in difficulty. So as they layer on the new concepts, things get progressively more difficult, more, more complicated, and they pull in previous learning as you do the module. When you get into a module, it's roughly about 20 to 25 questions. And what you're doing, the, the student essentially, whether it's online through a web browser or on a tablet, I think they support phones as well. So if you want to do it on your phone as well, um, essentially there, there's like a window and there are you know some question and there may be even an image that, that's there. And they have these little buttons that you can hit on the side where the app will read you what it wants, whether it's the instructions or the word. Like for example, if they're saying, um, you know, find the vowel in this word and you click on it and it reads that to you, find the vowel in this word. So your, your student can actually click and actually get the instructions to them for them. And then they would say, click on the second one, which is reading them the word like cat. And then, okay, so they've heard cat. And then they have all these, these little options where you can click and hear the different vowel sounds like ah, ah, eh, oh. And then they can click on the right vowel, the vowel sound, and they go ahead and hit submit. And then, hey, terrific, you got the right answer. And it'll take you through about 20 of these, 25 of these, depending on how long the module is. It can take anywhere between like 10 to 15 minutes to do a module. Um, once they're done, they get completed and you get like, a little reward and it, it gives you the status of how many questions if you get if you got something wrong no big deal they'll just give you another question um there's not this negative reinforcement there so it's all positive reinforcement the only negative reinforcement is there's a progress bar on the top as they are doing the problems you know one problem at a time but there's a progress bar up at the top and if they get something wrong they go back a little so it's like a percentage like oh they're up to like 65 percent. they get one wrong they kind of go down to 60%. So they've mm -hmm. got to do more problems to show mastery before they can move on. I like that though, that it adapts to add extra problems if you need to. Exactly. And th that's really nice. And then at the end, there's kind of this like exciting moment where you've crossed like 90% and you got three more questions and it's this big countdown. It's kind of a fun, like kind of interactive thing. This is nowhere near as exciting as say like a, a Khan Academy or like a PBS Kids app type of thing that we've talked about in the past. This is more very just schoolwork, workbooky, digital workbook experience mm -hmm. um, when it comes to doing the problems, learning the concepts, answering questions. There's not animations. There's not a talking bear that talks to you or anything like this. So it can be a little bit less flashy. Um, but I can tell you, our daughter loves it. She she oh she's super into it. You guys, she is super into it, and she it's kind of funny because actually she while there's a lot of positive reinforcement if she starts getting some problems wrong she starts to like get really upset she's like no not, not, in, a not, not in a bad way not in a bad way she's no. like oh, i got it wrong i gotta get it right you know because her goal is she goes i want to get 25 out of 25 every yeah time. she's a little bit of a perfectionist yeah. you may have to watch this with your kids because yeah. there is that little bit of like wanting to get all the stars type of thing <laughs> yeah. um but our daughter really does enjoy it she and really does and what's really nice about it is i'm using it as um as a review and also mastery. So I'm not using this as my leading curriculum because I'm still doing all about reading. I'm using this as an additional thing that I ask her to do that she can do on her own. She mm -hmm. can put her headphones on. She can drive it herself. I, I literally don't have to say yeah, this anything. is very independent, which is very, which very is a big selling and point. And this is something this. that we've been talking about. Yeah. Right. Because it has those buttons where it will read the prompts. I really, uh, some of the curriculum stuff I kind of hate 
because it, it yeah. can't be so independent because they can't read at that level yet exactly. to do, but that's not the reading of the problem. Isn't the exercise they want them to focus on. They want to focus on, you know, finding consonants or something. Right. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it can read it to her, if she can't read the prompt herself means it is a totally independent experience, which I really appreciate. The funny thing too, is, is that she actually is starting to read along with the prompts. And so she's actually, getting, it's actually kind of helpful. It's actually kind of getting, it's almost like a read along in some respects. And she likes, she likes it for that, for that reason as well. Um, cool thing about this as well is that it can support more than one student. So if you have one child who say is in first grade and another child who is in fourth grade, you can just switch between the profiles. I yeah. think you have to pay for more kids, but it's not like a, it's not a, an, a, an additive thing. It, there is a discount with more kids because mm -hmm. they support up to classroom level um, right. of usage. So th this can get rolled out into classrooms that have 30 or 40 kids. So they support multiple users. So if you have a family or if you have students who you want to, you know, do science with one kid and math and reading with another, they totally support that. It's very easy to switch between the various disciplines when we had the math and English language, it's just like a little switch on the top mm -hmm. and then you can choose your grade and it's just like a drop down menu and you just say third grade math and then it just shows you nothing but third grade math. Super easy, easy to navigate. I, you know, my, our seven year old daughter opens the app and, and drives herself. So it's, okay. it's really easy to use, really intuitive. We I, use it as like a quick thing. Yeah. Uh, she has her quiet time every afternoon yep. where she does her audiobooks and does her Lego, or sometimes she'll play a, tab, a tablet game. And yep. we say, hey, I want you to do two modules of IXL first. And she's like, no problem. Yeah. She goes and takes care of that, has this quick review. She's feeling a, a huge sense of accomplishment after having such a negative experience with that iReady assessment mm -hmm. that she had to take with school. Uh, this has been such a, a a positive reinforcement situation for her yep. um even though she is you know bordering on that perfectionism a little bit we have to watch <laughs> that i do have to watch for that overall she's enjoying she gets, she gets little badges and little certificates yeah i mean at this point it's like she's answered a thousand language arts questions well, i keep getting you're, these you're getting emails. The emails yeah <laughs> and, and so that's kind of nice as a parent because yeah. i don't have to actually go check the app i'm actually getting progress emails In about what's time, going yeah. on so i know what she's working on i know how long she spent on it yep. um so i really appreciate that and the other thing i appreciate is that this is pretty affordable it's not that bad yeah so if you if you're looking at say one um one subject you're roughly about ten dollars a month and if you buy the annual plan it's i think eighty dollars for a year for one subject now if you get two subjects like math and you know language arts you're looking at 16 a month or 130 for the entire year. That's like Netflix prices. That's like Netflix type of stuff. And if you think about how much you could end up using this, you know, you could use this daily for about 20 to 30 minutes. Well, and we're looking at this specifically as a stopgap until she gets to Khan Academy. Yeah. So right now, right, Khan Academy Kids is one app and it has yeah. a bunch of great activities. And we love Khan Academy Kids. If you have not checked that out yet, yep. please check it out. It's great. But regular Khan Academy, which is totally free and has a bunch of subjects, doesn't start until... Second grade for uh, English language and math. Um, is it second? I thought it was third. It was second, it was second because um, one of them had to be done online and it wasn't rolled out in the app yet oh i and see so that was the reason why i chose so anyway IXL. we were yeah. thinking that we would probably use this you know for a year or so and then try our hands at the free Khan academy yeah. um, and see, see if they you know and, and see if we like that yeah, she may know? like the english language here on the ixl and then we'll keep that and maybe i'll do math and science on the Khan academy app so it's it's nice though we're to try have, them out it's nice to have an alternate 
um, an alternate teaching method that's not just solely from you exactly. to help reinforce concepts and help her practice. Yep. Um, so one thing I would ask you is, do you think this is something that people could use as a full curriculum if they wanted to? Um, yeah, I, I think so. But I, for, from my standpoint with the with like phonics, I, I like the tiles. I like the cards. I like the readers. The hands-on. Yeah, even even something as simple as the Explode the Code books. I think are way better like this. I, I really see this as a mastery thing as a review thing. And I don't think they're using this even in a classroom setting as the curriculum, right? They're using it as almost a testing level thing. Um, you know, where's the progress, you know, where are they in the progress, especially with some of the things that they have built into the app, for example, recommendations. So if you have a, a learner who is doing multiple subjects, math and reading, they can go into the recommendation section and they're just going to be thrown modules randomly. Um, I mean, in a thoughtful manner, well, well thought out. So they're not just walking down the tree. They might be given level one of this conceptual, you know, some concept that they're learning. And then they're going to give, get another level one module of another concept because they're related. Mm -hmm. And then they'll get the level two of the previous one. And then the second one. To like, keep it kind of interesting. To keep it interesting. And then they'll they'll mix the various subjects so they'll do a math one they'll do a reading one so they can kind of hop back and forth so they don't get kind of bored mm -hmm. um, especially if you're doing multiple subjects so i can see them using that in the classroom like if a teacher's like oh it's ixl time kids go to the computers over there and do your ixl they put their headphones on they do their two or three modules and they then they break and go to do something else like i can see how they use that in the classroom and so if you can imagine how are you going to use it in the classroom you could use it that way there is also a diagnostic section where it allows you to then be tested on the material you've learned or have already been previously been tested on we haven't done any of that yet um, but i've done a couple just for myself to see mm -hmm. how it is because i don't want to like skew my daughter's uh, numbers or, or whatever the testing is. And then they, they'll give you a, basically a final exam. What is the outcome of your diagnostic? Right, which would be a great if you were looking to place your, your student, exactly, like you're yeah. not sure where they're at. So I think that if you use this, if you're thinking about doing, a, you know, you're a, a, a road schooler or oh, you yeah. have limited space or limited budget, um, you know, you could think about doing a really cheap, I, I think maybe the, one of the cheapest ways to go with language arts is to do like explode the code and beyond the code yeah. with maybe IXL for that testing component. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at something, I mean, those explode the code workbooks are like nine bucks a piece and beyond the codes Another similar. Eight or nine dollars. Yeah. They're really cheap. And this is 10 bucks a month. So there's not very much. And you can get, like you said, $80 for the year, you know, for math, you're probably looking at either you know, doing this for the math, the math testing, and you could use something like math mammoth or math with confidence. Those are both like really affordable math options. So yeah. if you're out there and you're looking for really low cost options, that's kind of where I would direct you for the math and the, exactly. the, um, English or, you know, um, reading and what you can how you can use ixl to kind of back that up and i know a lot of families especially that travel they love things that are tablet based and so mm -hmm. we definitely want to share this with you yeah so ixl i i would definitely um you know recommend it if you want to just give it a try for a month it's it's one of those things where it's you know 10 or 12 bucks like we below yeah, 10 bucks yeah. we below 10 or 12 bucks on a couple books that we're buying for like the curriculum for three years from now right so yeah. give it a try see if you see if your learner liked it we did it for 30 days we really liked it our daughter really liked it 
And did you buy the whole year? Uh, we haven't bought the whole year yet. No. We're still paying month to month, but we've used, been using it for about two months now. Uh, three, three, three months. months now. Has it been three months? Yeah, Jeez. it's been three months, and she does it every day, and yeah. we've been really enjoying it. So we wanted to share with all of you Absolutely. if it's a you know it's assessment time of year, and <sighs> if this is helpful for anyone, um, and you know as a way to test and then mm-hmm. and then get mastery and hear from another teacher. Sometimes it's helpful for them to not just learn from us. So we'll end it real quick on you know, what are we consuming? Ariel, you went to see your folks. Uh, I'm I'm, st- I'm sorry. I just want to set the stage for everybody. <laughs> this guy. Not really quickly. This guy, double thumbs. This guy has been on a vacation, a dadcation for the last, what am I on? Day four or five? Yeah, yeah. Day like five. I'm like, I'm like, like that captain writing letters. Uh, it's day 14 of my journey <laughs> yeah, to, yes, the, yes. to the land of dads. <laughs> I, I have no kids. I didn't even have a wife for a few days. Was, right. I that, took that was kids. terrible. I, I, I missed you a lot. Yeah. The children, I'm looking forward to them returning in a few days. Yeah. Yeah. We're hoping my parents keep but anyway, one extra day. You were gone and you got to watch a movie. What did you enjoy? Yeah. I went to visit my parents. Uh, they live at the beach and so that was kind of fun. And uh, I took the kids and we watched a new movie on Disney Plus called Crater. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a movie about uh, a group of kids. I think there's five kids and they, they live on the moon, the moon and they end up stealing a rover to uh, go out to this special crater location and fulfill um, one of the kids. His, his father died right in the first minute of the movie, um, and to fulfill kind of his, one of his dying wishes. Um, and so it was a very sweet and heartfelt movie. Yeah, it there had was a very heart, very heart, um, very um, deep ending. Yeah, it was. It was kind of deep. It was really introspective. There was a little bit of peril. There was a couple of times where the kids were in danger. Well, but there's it, obviously a lot of talk of death and, and parental death. There, so there was. There was nothing graphic in it. Um, there was. Um, there was a, a couple of times where yeah, the kids were in danger, but it was. It was nothing too horrible or terrifying. Um, we watched it with our, our four year old and seven year old, um, and it was quite Did good. Four year old hanging in there. Yeah, she, she was really into it because right. it's visually really exciting but it had some kind of deep themes in it some things to really think about um that are i think our seven-year-old was definitely it wasn't just a throwaway kids movie and there are so many of those right where the plot's kind of eh, it's kind of like it's like a made for tv type movie spy kids <laughs> right and sometimes you have you have your you know made for disney plus movies too that are kind of you know some of them are you know less great than others i'm looking at you hocus pocus too um <laughs> or muppets haunted mansion but oh, phoned it in yeah they did but this was actually really good i think it's worth your family's time if you have kids that are interested in space yeah. um this was a very interesting movie uh definitely was not like a not a comedy this was more of a drama but very well done and interesting so uh, we recommend crater on disney plus thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey please engage with us on social media join our homeschool together podcast group on facebook and find us at homeschool together podcast on instagram We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!